Welcome to Cato Daily Podcast. I'm Anastasia Glova, and today is Tuesday, January 16th. Today's podcast is with Cato's Director of Tax Policy Studies, Chris Edwards. Chris discusses his op-ed in Tax Notes, entitled, Will Democrats Raise Taxes? Chris, what kind of a tax burden are we looking at with the new Congress? At first, after the election, I was uh, pretty sure the Democrats wouldn't raise taxes. They've already got their eyes set on 2008 and the presidential election. I thought that Democrats wouldn't want to risk raising taxes of any type the next couple years because they're so intent on winning the White House. But then I started thinking not about Congress, but about the White House. And I realized that President Bush is the weak link here, that President Bush may be so eager to sign any kind of bipartisan deal that he'll agree to substantial tax increases. I don't believe Bush is eager to increase taxes, but he has to compromise with Democrats if Republicans expect any of their own agenda to be passed in a Democratic Congress. Well, I'd rather nothing get done the next couple of years, uh, frankly, if we have to agree to tax increases. Nothing really has to get done in the economic world from Washington the next couple of years. The private economy works quite fine without meddling from Washington. I would like to see the Bush tax cuts extended, for example, but that doesn't have to happen until after 2010. Would the new wage increase be a significant threat? Well, I think it shows a lot about President Bush. President Bush has opposed a minimum wage increase in recent years, but now he's flip-flopping. He's saying he's so desperate to get some sort of bipartisan legislative achievement, he's willing to do bad economic policy with the Democrats to move his agenda ahead. And that, that is really scary, I think. We saw the same thing with the Farm Bill in 2002, the Medicare Bill of 2003, where President Bush agreed to a lot of really bad economic policies in exchange for a small token of uh, good policies. But would the wage increase have a measurable impact on the economy? No, a minimum wage increase is always bad. A minimum wage increase is a price control. If economists agree on anything, they are against price controls. So I think the problem here is both the principle and what it shows about President Bush and dangerous for the future, but also it's just bad economic policy uh, in itself. Bush campaigned for Social Security reform and failed. Your op-ed suggests that Bush might use a Social Security agreement to raise taxes? That's right. President Bush campaigned for personal savings accounts for Social Security last year and the year before, and he was unsuccessful, unfortunately. But now he's got a new Treasury Secretary, Henry Paulson, that is real eager to make some sort of big deal with the Democrats. And President Bush has said, that really, that all ideas are on the table, that he'll consider everything. Unfortunately, he may agree to a payroll tax increase on higher income workers in exchange for uh, modest cuts to Social Security benefits. Isn't it prudent for Bush to trade a small Social Security tax increase for a big cut in Social Security benefits? No, I don't think any tax increases are a good idea, but I also don't trust the Bush administration to actually cut a good deal on this. Going back to the farm deal in 2002, uh, the Bush administration said that they were going to get some farm reforms in that bill in exchange for big cuts to subsidies. Instead, we got big increases in subsidies. Similarly with the Medicare bill in 2003, we were supposed to get some free market reforms in exchange for some bad stuff that the Democrats wanted. Unfortunately, we got a gigantic prescription drug bill that is going to cost taxpayers tens of trillions of dollars. Your op-ed also mentions pay-as-you-go budget rules. What are those? Well, the incoming House Democrats passed pay-as-you-go budget rules, which require that all tax cuts or spending increases must be offset by other budget changes. 
The problem with that is is that extending AMT relief will require $50 billion from somewhere in the budget. And so there's a threat here that to get AMT relief, everyone is in favor of AMT relief, Congress is going to have to come up with $50 billion from somewhere else, and that could be some other big tax increase. For example, the Democrats might push to repeal the Bush income tax rate cuts, particularly for those at the top, to raise something like $50 billion a year to offset AMT relief. So there's a real threat here that the AMT could be a real vehicle here for tax increases. Wouldn't increasing some taxes help to relieve the budget gap? The proper policy for the AMT is complete repeal. The AMT is a really stupid tax. Even the American Bar Association doesn't like the AMT and suggests that it ought to be repealed. So liberals and conservatives all agree it's a dumb tax. It ought to be repealed, and the revenue should not be replaced. Bottom line, then, what's your advice to the White House? Well, my bottom line advice to the White House is to stop being so eager to do bipartisan deals with Democrats in Congress. We've seen from the Bush White House that when they do big budget deals and deals over Medicare and the like with Congress, that we usually end up with uh, something that is very expensive for American taxpayers. So the White House should keep their eyes focused on pro-growth economic policies and tax cuts, and even if nothing gets done legislatively the next couple of years, the White House should be used as a bullhorn for pro-growth economic policies. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to Cato Audio, a dynamic 60-minute monthly recording that brings you inside the Cato Institute for highlights from exceptional, one-of-a-kind lectures and events on key issues of the day presented by nationally known scholars, authors, and political leaders. Cato Audio is available on our website as well as on iTunes and audible.com.